All right. Welcome back to the Dental Talk Podcast. My name is Drew. I'm joined by Josh, Dirk, and Corey. Boys, how's it going? Hey, uh, pretty good. I can see everybody now. How's it going, Dirk? <laughs> pretty good. I still can't see anybody, so... <laughs> but yeah, it's good Good to be back, uh, ready for another season. Oh. Corey? How you doing, Corey? I'm so happy I'm using video, man. I get to, like, editing video, not only just audio, like, just audio and video now. It's awesome. It's like a content goldmine. I was telling, the, I was telling that to you earlier. <laughs> and if you can't see, he's, like, prepared for this. Like, oh, yeah, like, I got, got the, the soundproofing. on one side, the, the jersey. I, I'm, I'm hanging my jerseys for my curtain rod, but, like... Corey's got it all set up, the jersey in the right angle. You know, yeah. I feel like we also need stand-ins, so our voices come out, but we get much better-looking people to be us in this picture. So if anyone wants to be Drew in video... Email us at thedentedpub.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to look at this right at thedentedpub.com. <laughs> You know, uh, that, that, that's that's the, that's the you know, dot, 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 waiting on the next joke. Yeah, so, well, let's talk about, let's talk about Canada and the U.S. Uh, I guess we might as well since we're not even sure, yeah. So, yeah. so the first game of Canada-U.S. was kind of a blowout. Was it 11 to nothing? Yeah. Yeah. The second game, though, I think really showed, I you know, I think that every first game is always the roughest, especially when we haven't played together for months since, you know, since the last time we were together. Um, and then you're expected to compete at a high level, which we do have the the evening skate before, which I think definitely helps kind of get the gears rolling again, but it still takes some time to get together and, and gel again as a team. Um, I didn't. I didn't personally think that the U.S. played bad, despite what the score says. Um, and I think that the second game definitely proved it. Going to overtime, and I mean, again, unfortunately, it was a loss, but it took them to overtime, and it did not look at any. I mean, Josh, maybe I'm wrong, but to me, it didn't look at any point that either team was overpowering the other. It was very even, and uh, I think it was just some calls went against us or for them and uh you know they put it in in the end but i i mean josh what do you think you were there watching with me i mean that game kind of evened it up it, it proved that it can go both ways um and like 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 you said like game three showed that they adjusted to what we did so i think that the new concept um might definitely help us out now that we've had some some training with it as we'll talk about but uh, it definitely showed that the teams are a lot more evenly matched than what people, you know, than what is, you know, the general understanding, the general general thought process. But um, it really, it, 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 it showed up. Um, and especially after game one, the games were a lot different after game one. Uh, like you said, it just, it, it's hard to, to put it together that first game, but it definitely, definitely turned into a real solid series after that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Dirk, what, how did it feel to you? Cause I've been <laughs> as a, as a cliff note, my <clears throat> hockey team won one game in the two and a half years that I was at Evanston. Uh, one yeah. game in the playoffs, That's right. did knock out a team that beat us three times that season, but we only won one game. So I've definitely been on those teams where you're just getting spanked, you know, seven to nothing, yeah. 11 to nothing. Oh 11. yeah. Like it sucks, but 
did it feel different on your end? Like, did it feel like we we're making advancements? Game one felt rough. I won't lie. Like it's, you know, every couple of seconds, I'm like, what will happen? And then the cups, the pucks coming back to center ice, and you're like, oh, I guess they scored again. <laughs> and you know, it's just after a while, it just, you know, it just starts to wane on you. Yeah. Um, but uh, game two was a whole different. It was the most one of the most intense games I ever played in. Like it was very tight. I felt like there were times where we actually had the Canadians on their heels. I think we caught them by surprise, and we just, you know, I think they were still an amazing team. You know, you can't take away from that. But like I think for for brief moments, we had them scrambling to try and to get it out of their zone and to to get any foot footing in our zone. So, yeah. Um, but uh, I think we're starting making strides. Um, you know, I think both teams are, are improving. So we just got to try and keep up with them at their at their pace. So yeah. Well, and I want to put out there too. You know, <clears throat> I I recently completely read the blind hockey rules, and I didn't know that technically there's supposed to be no cheering, no noise during play. Really? Crowd is not supposed to be involved in any way. Yeah, so, we, we've we've heard that, but yeah. that's not the first time we've heard that. We've heard that a bunch of times. Well, yeah, we but, just didn't I mean, know it's official blind yeah, hockey it's rule. An official rule. So that I think is really interesting because you do have the situations like Game One in Toronto, which was really cool to have. What was it like, fourteen hundred grade school kids come and watch the game? Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot of people. It was awesome. Yeah, they bust in a bunch of kids, and uh, the noise was. So loud in, in, in game one. In that was game one, right? right? Yeah, but like not in like a in some ways. Way. But it, no, I it think would, I, no, it was definitely a distraction. Yeah, because oh. you you know we're listening for the puck, we're listening for the skates, we're listening for our teammates' voices, like we're oh, listening for yeah, that's true. So the I think the boards probably protect you a little bit, but it makes a sound come in this weird way over the top, and I'm sure that was disorienting for guys like Dirk or. KB even I'm sure was disoriented because there's so much going on. Oh, that is true. Yeah, and I could be wrong. Kevin Brown is a bat, so maybe he was fine. Maybe it actually helped him because there was more sound bouncing off, so he got those sonar waves a little bit better. Uh, but it, I wouldn't. I, okay, I wouldn't say I wouldn't want to play in that game, but I think it would be really difficult, even with my vision, to really process everything that's going on. Um. And then, unfortunately, they, they ended up losing the third game, too. But, uh, you know, I think that the U.S. team definitely made um, some strides during that tournament. And I think that coming up here, we're going to see more strides have been made. Um, so we'll get we'll get to that, though. Uh, so that was Canada. Josh, you and I were in the Open Division. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I had a really good team. Um, I played with Hillary Scanlon who is incredible and a B1. I feel like her and KB have just like bat senses. Um, but, you know, my my team won all of our games and then we lost at the very end uh, to the team. Liam and the, and, and, and the girls team. Yep. Yeah, the Banterini sisters, which we beat them the first time and I was like, oh, we got this. And then that Liam kid just He's like, well, I got to score now. And, <laughs> yeah. um, 
But it was cool. I mean, I think it's a definitely a different level of competition that we're used to here in the United States. Um, obviously, a larger pool to pull from. Um, but what did you think about playing in the, we'll call it the standard tournament up in Toronto? Well, I think here's the difference is that we both grew up playing hockey. We both played pretty high-level hockey, R- regardless of like the level, what level team we were on. We were we played high-level hockey. So, being having four other players, like like I've said all the time, I'm the best fifth player on any line. Like, please make me the fifth player on the line, like where I don't have to carry the puck around and and I can be an option and I can help out whether I'm the third forward or the second defenseman. Um. But it was awesome to have to to not be in a teaching role to kind of be able to just even though I was I was I was told um, by uh, uh, oh I had uh, I had the 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 two the coach and player tandem except the player was the dad and the coaches were the sons which is the greatest thing ever um, and Joe is amazing um, but uh the the boys were like hey could you uh we could you do you mind like helping us out like get get this new kid used to the level and i mean like it was different because you kind of knew he had that growing up and this is he's already had it and he just kind of needed a little bit of a you know a safety blanket there but it was different than if i was doing that with one of our players where you really have to give a lot of the a lot of coaching to and it was kind of it was easy um, we had Easton on our team, which was fun. It's always fun playing with Easton. Uh, then Easton left, and this is the funniest story. So Easton leaves, and then they move up. Uh, one of the kids that was lighting up the youth in uh, a youth and children's division. Um, and he comes in, sits next to me, and I was like, I introduce myself, and he's like, Oh, you play for the US? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, like I'm like, but I'm a healthy scratch, and, and I was like, So uh, I was like, How'd you? I'm like. You find that you just came from the you're the one that brought up, right? Yeah, he's like, uh, I was like, how was it? He goes, I was like, it was pretty easy, wasn't it? And he, you kind of see him crack a smile. He wants to be humble. I'm like, dude, it's cool. I'm like, that's why he brought you up. I was like, I assume you play sighted, right? And he goes, yeah. I was like, he's like, I'm the I'm the captain of my double A team. And I was like, dude, don't worry, you'll be fine. This kid without a beat probably put in. He probably had three points in that game. Um, but like, this is just, it's awesome because this is what we're doing this for is that in five, six, ten years, we're going to be deep enough and teaching these kids that when we get these kids and they're 15, 16, they'll have been with us and have been playing sighted for five or six years. And we'll have that kind of talent in the hockey that they can step in. So it's refreshing to see that that's how blind hockey is growing. So it was awesome playing there because it's guys at our level um, and there's a lot of guys at our level which is something we just don't have in the US um, and I mean it's awesome to see how they do things too because it's it's where we're where we aim to be yeah yeah uh, and so that was Canada I, I mean again it was my first time playing up there uh, it, I thought it was a really cool experience um, and yeah we'll see we'll see where we end up next March but um after that, the week after that was the uh, Disabled Festival in St. Louis, which I had the flu and was com- basically dead. Uh, so, Josh, I think you were the only one at the event. How how did it go? How was it to see everyone together again? It was awesome. I mean, 
like like we talk about it, it part of part of what we do in the foundation is to drive funding so that we can so that more people can attend events um when we don't when we have events like this back to back we lose a lot of our truly elite players um but it also gave an opportunity for a lot of our younger and newer players to step up and have some experience uh we were able to uh fully integrate the new minnesota group and all the columbus group into um into the into our events into blue division into white division we had some of the columbus guys playing the dog nation game which was awesome um so i mean it was a it was an overall success for everybody um uh you had you on the same ice you had guys shram myself siska was max there i think max was there too that's right yeah because I had to stop Max and Aiden on their fourth two-on-one against white division players. <laughs> There's your shout-out, Max. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, on the same ice as as our really new white division players, and then all of us hopping on and playing with Blue and teaching Blue. So it was, I mean, it was an awesome event that I think sets a precedent for really kind of how we do things going forward, especially now that we're kind of getting our own events and can do things how we really feel should be done. So it was an awesome event, um, even though they had no idea where the blind hockey rep was. Uh, and, and, I, and I had to, had to inform them. You, I, I'm not going to... I really wanted to use our my coined phrase for, what we, for the sickness we all got, but we'll save that one for off camera. Yeah. Uh, so we got through the disabled fest which was awesome uh you know we got some good feedback about that uh and then it was the hendrickson next right in june yeah so dirk and josh i did not attend hendrickson this year but i know from being there previously that it's an amazing event uh how did it go what do you guys think um did it get bigger and better is it about the same i mean again it was a fantastic event to begin with so there's not necessarily a large ceiling to hit but how was it this year it, it's always an amazing event it's one of my favorites and I, i've only missed one of them last year because of uh foot surgery but i've been to all the other ones but they've always been amazing uh they're a great group of guys and they really care about our sport and they really do everything they can to try and help us uh have a good weekend and promote our sport and get our get us get it to where it needs to be so um and it was great to get everybody together and get on the ice and work on some things so um, I thought it was a great camp. Nice, Josh. Josh, what did like... you think? No, it was, and I actually really liked it because we got we infused so <laughs> much new talent into that camp, and we went kind of deep into our teenagers to really start getting them into how we do things, and the expectations yeah. and the level of play because their skill levels there. Um, yeah. Some of them just need to develop, and you know, develop physically, develop mentally. Um, but it was awesome. Yeah, and even if. That- Go ahead, dude. I was gonna say, you know, and even if the teenagers don't make it this year, they they're all gonna get on the team. It's just a matter of when, you know. what I mean, and coming oh, yeah, to camp oh, now absolutely. helps them to get used to the process. Or they have advantage above us because they get to grow up into this. Where we we we've had to kind of, we've had to kind of some growing pains trying to figure out how to develop our sport. But they're gonna be well into it before you know. Before, you know, when, once they're old enough, they're gonna be as well well planned out and well organized. 
mean, and and Hendy's always an awesome event from top to bottom. I mean, shout out to the Hendrickson family and the foundation. I mean, their commitment to blind hockey, and now we're seeing their commitment at the local level too. They're really trying to help them out and grow that there too. So, I mean, we like we're we're really starting to see how our partners in the sport are coming into shape. And Hendrickson's always been an amazing partner, and that event's always great for us. It's such a great training event. Um, God, what was next after that? Uh, St. Louis Dog Bowl. No. Uh, yeah. When did we go? Well, technically, it was Colorado Dog Bowl, and Shram and oh. represented us very well there, as they always do. Um, but we obviously did not. We're not able to make it this year. Uh, didn't we do? filming uh, well i mean filming number one was um was early may okay. i mean it was we kind of sam we kind of sandwiched hendy um yeah. filming number one so dirk why why don't you take this one away since you are the quote-unquote talent oh all right well i guess in case anyone who doesn't i mean anyone who's just watching this doesn't have any idea what we're talking about um a couple of guys from New York, Jason and Devin, are making a documentary about blind hockey, and they're centering it around me and, and people within the blind hockey community. Um, and so we started filming. I've been making trips to New Jersey and then sneaking down into New York to do some filming. Um, and our first one was in, was it Newark, right, Josh? Was it right in Newark? Uh, the first one was right at, New- McKay, at McKay in Englewood. The, oh, second, okay. the second one the second one was in newer okay where did we hear the gunshots that was the first one right that was the first one those were the gunshots and the geese yeah that was Englewood. that Shout that was a crazy yeah on yeah. that first trip though we had the best burgers that have made me crave ones from my grandparents hometown ever since i can't i can't nothing is correct like we've tried multiple burger places and I cannot get the satisfaction of those stupid sliders in New Jersey. We are not I know, those things were the by White Mana. E- I, even though it was funny because one of my new billets, um, he lives in the Philly area, so he played for the Avs last year and they would drive he would dad would drive him up for practice and drive back. And he's like, Yeah, so like half the time my dad would just go pick up White Mana and eat on the way home. So at one point, Kira, Kira went for a hair appointment in Hackensack. I was like, just do it. <laughs> and she came back with like 30. And we punished uh, all 30. It was, I'm like, oh, guys, God you have to understand, though. Like, you have to think that you have practice in three hours. Worth oh, it. yeah, like the yeah. cheese, the, 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 loaded, the loaded tater tots that I had before that one game, right? Ooh, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Kind of a bad decision. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, so that's so uh, our so basically we are we're in the middle of filming and and pros, beginning a post production on a documentary that should really shine a, shine a light on what we do as the dented puck as well as a lot of struggles that that our our peers have trying to you know make the commitment to blind hockey as well as keep themselves financially and physically able, fit and mentally stable because. This is a, it's a it's a rough one. This is it's it's a long road. Um, so I, hopefully that is it's on its way. Um, that we spent a lot of time in the last five or six months trying to trying to put this out. So 
it's on its way if you've been hearing about it that is kind of the next step um and we hope to make more things public after this um but after that was um was Corey's tater tot incident first off after that was the nhl draft no we're getting Corey's tater tot incident is now our new band name (laughs) all right all right go ahead let your Drew can do his Drew can do his announcement. Brian Bedard, baby. Brian Bedard. That's a goalie. That's a different guy. Connor Bedard. That's a, that's a taste jersey. God, we are old. So wait, so <laughs> Chicago gave him the C already? What? This is my boy. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. We all uh, we all know it's a taste jersey. This is this is in memorandum. I'm still mourning Mr. Taves no longer being a part of the Blackhawks. Ugh, hate it. It's like when Madonna went to the Red Wings. What is that? Yeah, stupid. Or 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 that jersey with a thirty on it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that we'll we'll talk about the NHL more. But um, I was one of those guys that didn't necessarily want Chicago to get Bedard. Uh, Whoa, what? It pushes the timeline for a rebuild so much further, so much faster. And I don't want it to be like an Oilers situation where, you know, they have Connor McDavid, arguably the best hockey player in the NHL right now. And his first, what, four or five years were with a very mediocre team around him. And I feel like that's what we're going to get with Connor Bedard. I mean, I like hate him or love him. Corey Perry is that guy that will stick up for anybody on your team. Uh, Nick Foligno, I loved on the Leafs. He was really good on the Bruins. Um, and, I mean, we got Taylor Hall, which, again, love him or hate him. Yeah. He should. But he I, should, I liked him. But he should provide some more offense. Um, I just get worried that we're going to push Bedard like we pushed Doc to be the number one center right out of the gate. And he's a lot smaller than Kirby Doc, too. So, I don't know. There's a lot of an ifs on his part and I think that if you handle his development poorly that you've ruined you know arguably one of the greatest players to play I I don't think he's ruinable like look at kind of McDavid look at McDavid I I, I think he's got a skill set that's so all over the place that he just needs he needs a little bit of NHL experience look at how bad Hughes was his first year and Hughes wasn't heralded anywhere near some of the other ones are. Um, yeah, I I agree though. Um, but it also he's also a destination player. Like give him a year and let him start shining through in February March, and then they'll they can you know snag a couple of veterans and still have that early draft pick to get somebody with them. So yeah. I mean. I mean, I think it's like New Jersey and and Edmonton and Toronto. You know, they got Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Jack Hughes, even New York to a lesser extent with Lafreniere. Um, there's just so I feel like with social media and how connected all of these organizations are now, there's so many more expectations placed upon these 18 year old kids. Like they had to wait to sign Bedard until he turned 18. He got drafted and had to wait longer than I think any other top 10 draft pick because he was only 17. So the and people are already calling him the next McDavid. 
Like, how would you feel if you were that player? Like, you want to be your own guy, and but there's always going to be comparisons, and you're compared to McDavid and Crosby right out of the gate. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing: this isn't new for him. He's been he's been the kid since 15. Like, so yeah, I mean, it, it's the same. It's the same thing with McDavid, right? It was the same with Sid. I know that. Yeah. Like coming up, you knew who he was. You knew he was the the golden ticket. And I mean, and you got him. I mean, like that. That's why the joke is you showed the jersey. Uh, and I mean, there's so much talent bouncing around the NHL right now. Um, that you, yes, you guys, but you guys did a good job of getting rid of some of the players. What'd you get back for Kane? Crap. We didn't get crap back for Kane. Really. Yeah, because he held out so long, and he had the no-move clause, so he got to pick where he went. So yeah, we that's right. Uh-huh. The Rangers gave us. And we nice. have Seth Jones signed to, like, a $9.5 million contract forever. Yeah, but, you st- but I mean, 9.5 doesn't kill you when it's only one. Yeah. When you have four is when it kills you. I don't know anything about that. The Leafs. The Leafs are the no, 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 I, I, yeah, I wasn't. It was, it was like, wasn't specifically going after the Leafs. Uh-huh. Arbitrarily uh-huh. saying, "You're all against me." I understand. <laughs> Whatever. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure the Devils are very close to that, except Fitzgerald hey, knows how to negotiate. They got past the first round. <laughs> That's not helpful, man. What isn't that not an accomplishment? Corey, do you have, uh, do you have an update from what's happened to you over the summer? Uh, Corey related? didn't. Corey didn't have any any teams that he was rooting for the whole season. Nor did he say at the beginning that he thought it was going to be a good year for any specific team that may or may not wear gold. Uh, so I definitely he, didn't say anything about a certain Aiden Hill or uh, who was the other Brett Howden. I said that at the very at, during the preseason. Those nope. two players specifically were going to be studs. Especially another guy, Paul Cotter. That's a whole other young guy. Or I don't know if he's a young guy. He's from the Henderson Silver Knights. But it's like I knew those three, plus Barbashev, who we re-signed as well. I think. Uh, I mean, who is going to stop us? Who? Name one team. The only team you're talking about. The only team that was able to beat. Well, yeah, they're they're that high of a tier. You don't even need to say their name. Dallas Stars? No. We <laughs> we give him a chance to talk trash about the about the Stanley Cup, and he takes it into talking trash about twenty three twenty four. That's a, that's a, working on out of bounds here, Corey. Corey's getting kicked off the only episode he's allowed on. <laughs> yeah, the one time I'm on camera. Good run. Um. I mean, I mean, do you think they're going to maintain? They lost a lot of pieces. They did. Right. They lost no Lolan Patrick, Jonathan Quick, Laurent Brassois, Phil Kessel, Riley Smith. Okay, but two of those players didn't even play the entire playoffs that you just mentioned, and Phil Kessel and Jonathan Quick. Well, yeah, but they were here in spirit. That's why we won. We had four goalies. <laughs> you had to have four goalies. Yeah. You guys have the worst goalie luck in the entire NHL. Worst, yeah. we found a gem on with the top injury, of a hill. Oh, my God. LT, Logan Thompson, he got hurt. Laurent Bessois, he got hurt. Jonathan Quick just got hurt breathing, probably. But And then Aiden Hill, obviously, 
the, <laughs> the stud that he what the stud that he is. Uh, but I think the, like the only team that came close to putting up with the Knights was the Oilers. That's the only team. Florida was a, a skeleton by the time they made it to the Stanley Cup. Boston killed them. Like the majority of the injuries that Florida had, they came it came from the Boston series. So oh, yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Dirk, Dirk's smiling down there. Um, but yeah. I, I, as long I, all I cared about when they lost, I'm like as long as Florida doesn't make it all the way. We got pretty close, Derek. I mean, they did, but they were no. just like crawling. I did say I hope they make it to the finals just to lose because that'll hurt more than getting knocked out in the next round. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, I but think I'm not bitter. We have a good chance of going back to back. Although I don't, I, I don't know. I I can't think of any other team that would come close. Probably mm-hmm. the only other team. The only team is I could think of is the Oilers. It's either the Knights or the Oilers that are winning the next. Or New Jersey. Well, some respect. I was like, I hope he's staying in the West Conference, Western Conference over there, because you know, I'm playing favorites with Josh over here. Uh, what do you guys think like, about the new captain of the Bruins? There isn't. I mean, Dirk. You could pick like one <laughs> oh, of yeah. nine other teams, and Drew would be happy. So four. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this. So. But you're but okay. I'm not like your situation is valid. It's the stars, leaves, hawks, ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all got your reasons. I don't have mine. I think that Vegas has a good chance to go far in the playoffs again. It's just so difficult to do that back to back in a salary cap area era. Yeah, and we're I all mean, re- Colorado. Oh yeah, no. I mean, well, well, Colorado. I think is a situation where like. Their entire team was in the hospital at one point or another. The whole like at, during the season, like yeah. If they weren't injured, I think it would have been Colorado versus Vegas in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think it would have been Dallas. Of course you do. Well, I think of course you do. No, but but Dallas had a shot to be out there too. But I mean, Colorado was just derailed by injuries all year. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at Tampa then. They they did go back to back, but then but back, but back, they're back. in cap hell right now. Like they are so far over. I mean, Vegas I mean, was too. I mean, well, well I mean, Vegas, uh, Vegas still is. We're still, isn't hurt. we're still three point something million dollars over still. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they have a good chance to do really well this season, but back to backs, I just and that's not even naysaying Vegas's talent. I just no. think it's so hard to well, do. I agree. I mean, hundred percent. As a Devils fan, it's like you guys are defense first. You play that hard nosed hockey. It's like that '90s Devils hockey. Mm-hmm. The Devils were always were al- always a playoff team because that's how you get to the playoffs is playing that type of hockey. And I mean, and always made it deep in the playoffs because that's the type of hockey you play. But because it's not based on scoring, is you know, when it's one goal games, one goal games go both ways very easily. So that's and I like how many one goal games did you guys win, and overtime games, a ton, right? Yeah. Corey, um, I think. Oh, I thought you were talking to Drew. No, no, no. But the Knights, like, oh yeah, that I just mean, the way you, yeah, the way you guys play, like every opportunity. It's a defensive style where you're, you're. It's a, it's a. You try to shut the other team down. So well, there's when, here's when the, you, 
there's also another thing. I don't know if you guys noticed during the Florida series, uh, and if you look at the size difference, like our smallest guy is my height. Like the, our smallest guy, I, I swear, is like five eleven, six foot. Um, and it's like during the final, Florida was trying to play all. It like, was trying to play that chippy style of hockey that they've been playing all series in the Eastern Conference. But something that Mark Stone said, he said, just ignore it, boys. Ignore it. Keep your head down. Keep playing. Like they just ignored all of the crap that Florida was just throwing at, and they just stuck to their game. I mean. It also didn't help that Florida lost. I mean, I can't remember who did it. I think it was Colasar or somebody else who was responsible for breaking Kachuk's sternum, but that hit them hard as well. And on top yeah. of all of that, Vegas was ready to go seven games. There's there there was no way Florida would have gone seven games without losing the majority of their roster to injuries. I I couldn't see it. Oh. We will see what happens in this upcoming season. Um, so real quick, early predictions. I say the Knights. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got that picture. Ruins. They want revenge. I'm going to go with the Rangers. Okay. <laughs> Our new captain will lead us all the way. I'm going to go Buffalo. Oh, that's a, that's interesting because oh, you know what? That's also another. I'm team. obviously not going with the Rangers, but the Buff but Buffalo is not a bad one. We'll see. I just don't know. Here's the thing: is that I think that Devils playoffs, even if the Devils lost to the Rangers last year, it was valuable. You know how important getting that first playoff, you know, taste as a team is. It's tough to get through the playoffs as a rookie team. That's the only thing I I think. But Buffalo's the right there. It's like, you know, it's like the Stars. The Stars were right there and got in. The Devils were right there and got in. And the the Buffalo's ready to hit that upper echelon. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah, thank the Knights it. for that. We gave them Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck. Uh, I'm more interested in Rasmus Dahlin and Tage Thompson. Who's that other guy they drafted? Owen Power? Yeah. I'm excited to, watch, I'm excited to watch him more. Yeah. Um. All right, since I've derailed this entire talk about the summer, let's talk about Dog Bowl. We were we actually had a majority blind team on the ice this time. I think we only had two sighted players, uh, Danielle and Corey. Uh, but that was a first for us. Usually we have, what, about four or five sighted guys with us? I mean, yeah, it's a good part of the roster and a good part of every line. I mean... At, at no point were, I mean, maybe very infrequently were Corey and Danielle on at the same time. I mean, there were times it was all five blind players on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really cool. Um, we had Emily, Dirk's wife, out there with us. We also had uh, Keith Haley, Hollywood, uh, Sitska, Derek Beck, uh, Dan Schramm, Josh, myself, Josh Fields, and Liam McCoy. That was his first time with us, right? Well, no, he played at the Johnny O, didn't he? Yeah, he, Liam's. I think Liam's played on everything that Liam played at Johnny O, but Liam's also done the other events that we've had in St. Louis with them, also. So yeah, um, so it was just a good time. I mean, I think that we had a really good group of guys uh, and gals. Um, we did not win, unfortunately, but you know, the whole point of us being at Dog Bowl is promoting 
blind hockey without throughout the hockey community um st louis dog nation always does a really good job of making sure that we're you know taken care of and uh, most of the teams are also willing to play with our puck which i think was a really good experience for them because you know and dirk maybe you can attest to this i feel like when we play with the little puck we can still <laughs> know where we're supposed to be but we don't know where the puck is so it's harder for us to pick up on the yeah. play as soon as you introduce our puck to it then they're like oh you guys are hockey players yeah there was that one game where they they dropped the puck came right down and scored a goal and i'm like what's going oh i guess i scored and then they're like yeah we'll use your puck. that was me and and that, that was, was the game, that, that was, was the game that we almost that we almost well, he tied went it back up to at the jerk end and felt bad and it was it wasn't because i was blind it's because i suck and it was my ola defense like i thought i had him and i'm like oh there you go oh yeah that yeah that's a goal but they well, they also did, as soon as we dropped the puck, man. Like, um, and what's cool is they filmed it too because the, the camera crew was there filming, so they actually got to see the difference of how we all play the game. Like, we're all timid and we're all skating around, like, "Where's the puck?" Huh? You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, we get the metal puck out there, and it's like we're all like sharks circling something that's making all kinds of noise in the water, and we're honing in. On it. You know, like it's a whole different, totally different game for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and it was just a good time. I mean, and the thing, I, and, go on. I was gonna say, and it was great because those guys they would come in the locker room and tell us they had, they enjoyed playing us. It was the most fun they've had all weekend, and oh yeah, that, they that think was that really it's cool. great what we're doing. So like, yeah, so what we're doing is it's it's getting to people, and and it's the word spreading. So we're we're doing our job, tournament at a time. So yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, it's good to get us together playing um, more, you know, giving, giving any yeah. guys more opportunity to get out there is always a good time. Um, but yeah, we did, we did St. Louis, which I feel like was a whirlwind trip. We were in Friday, out Sunday, and just like, boom, done. Um, yeah. After that, we went to... We got to... Yeah. Which was uh, a good time. Um Let's talk about Nashville, but let's not talk in detail about Nashville, about what we're yeah, doing yeah. No. And, and things like that. Because I yeah, yeah, no, I understand lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just in general. But we did. I feel like this was a really, it, this was a different training camp than Buffalo, which is the only uh, bar that I have to gauge it against. Um, I thought the drills were pretty good, though. I thought we'd worked on some things that we needed to work on, um, you know, doing some specific drills for your play type uh, and position were, were really good. And I felt like the team really seemed to gel as a unit. You know, maybe there were some things that didn't work out on the ice for us. But, you know, I think as a community, we really came together as a group and, and there was a lot of camaraderie, which I think is another part to making a successful hockey team. Um, how did yeah. you guys feel about, about Nashville and and everything we did there? I'll I thought it was great. I think we changed things. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to let you go on this one, Mr. Uh, All-Star. Well, no, I was just going to say that over the years, the camps were kind of, we kind of did similar things over and over and weren't getting any different results. 
and now we've changed, started changing our systems up. And I think that, you know, obviously we can't go into details about those systems, but like just the process is evolving and getting good time. Yeah. Oh, we got a visit there. <laughs> I mean, and I, we're, we're starting to install that next level, uh, that next level type of stuff. And I mean, Dirk was humble, but we, but both Drew and I know Dirk had an amazing camp. Probably out of anybody over a Dirk, Dirk had an absolutely amazing camp. Uh, what was it? One and two, Dirk, or two and one? I had two, two assists and one goal. Nice, yeah. So one and two, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah it, it was a great time. I mean, Ford Ice, that was a nice facility too. Nice facility. We had space. Yeah, no, it really nice, was. Nice, Nice ice, uh, nice locker rooms. I mean, th they were great. I mean, everything about Nashville was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I mean, who who knew that the one mismarked jersey at the Predators home rink store was going to be found by blind people? Yeah, what? TJ. <laughs> we so we went to TJ, myself, Josh, uh, Dan, Dan Tram. We went yeah, down to yeah. Bridgestone, the Preds facility. Yeah. Uh, so you go to the team store, and we're looking at jerseys, and TJ finds one that he likes, and it's marked uh, like two hundred dollars or something like that. And everything else was like two ninety five. This was yeah. like one ninety nine. Everything else was like two ninety five. Yeah. yeah, it's like that St. Louis store where everything is like three hundred dollars because it's the St. Yeah. Louis Blues. Yeah. So he he managed to find the one unicorn out of them that was marked a hundred dollars less, and they had to give it to him because uh, it was marked that way. But yeah, the blind guy, the complete blind guy, finds the cheapest jersey in the entire place. That's so he grabs it, he shows it to me, and I'm comparing prices, and I go, Drew, what's the difference in these jerseys? And he's like, I don't know why. I'm like, because there's a hundred dollar difference here. Yeah. No. And that's how TJ learned the customer's always right. <laughs> and it was funny because I was like, I'm glad you're doing this because I didn't want to have to do this the hard way. And I smiled <laughs> and she was like, oh, no, I would have given it to you anyway. Yeah. But uh, but Nashville was a good experience. You know, again, it was one of those uh, learning experiences and, and also, um, you know, team building, which is always good. Uh, but that was that was the summer, boys. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, forgot, hockey filled summer, man. I forgot to mention the damn tater tot incident I had. Oh, yeah. Well, good. Oh, yeah. So going back to St. So going back to St. Louis, I was the uh I rented a Ford F one fifty to drive everybody like to and from the airport. And thankfully the St. Louis facility is like right there or like maybe ten minutes away from the airport itself. So you know, that was nice. But doing that for maybe nine, eight to nine hours, I hadn't eaten anything all day. And I'm like, oh, shoot, we have to play a game in 30 minutes. So I run over to the bar and grab loaded tater tots with <laughs> however, I don't know what kind of cheese. Sour cream, cheese, sour bacon cream, bits, cheese, jalapenos, bacon bits, everything like unholy to an athlete's system before you go out. Oh, so good. I mean, it tasted amazing, I'll tell you that. But, like, five minutes into the game, I wanted to die. <laughs> five minutes in, like, I, like, I'm sitting there, like, clenching my cheeks. I am just dying, okay? Like, it, it was the worst playing experience for me, like, person. <laughs> like, 
like like i was trying like like you know at st louis it was a great event gateway dog bowl dented puck we're playing with a blind puck i'm just sitting there in my own little world trying my hardest just to hide the pain that i'm in just cramping it, it was just miserable never I will i have loaded tater tots before a game ever again yeah how did you expect that to go not like that i thought you i was just gonna be thought, like fine that, like Grease and squeezy cheese was going to be the best fuel for hockey in 30 minutes? It was, it was either that or an apple juice. I'm right now going over emo <laughs> lyrics with Grease and Squeezy Cheese, the first song by Corey's Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I would have eaten like a protein bar and some Gatorade or something. That little store was closed. That little, Bro. that little, you know, like when you walk into the, you walk into the building, you look to the, you go to the right, and then there's like a, it's like a little convenience store that was closed. It and wasn't I, even a half hour though. You, we were getting on the ice when you were finishing eating. Well, how? It was hot. Even, even better. It was It was. T- it, have, was like, it was piping hot, man. We also have the Dunkin' Donuts detour. Oh, oh, for fuck. oh yeah, we went to the oh, yeah. wrong Dunkin' Donuts, 20 minutes away from the rink. Yeah, I don't know why that happened. Where, the, like, the, the Dunkin' Donuts that, so it's like, well, who was it? It was me, Dirk. It was half of the team. And all the gear. And all the gear. all the gear. So, I, so <laughs> we, we, before the game, we decided to go to Dunkin' Donuts. And I, I, I put in Dunkin' Donuts assuming that, it would just go to the closest one, which is the one near the rink. No, it sends us 20 minutes in the other direction. We show up hey. with the gear, the referees and the other team are on the ice. Hey, they're sending and us a detour. And I'm like, I assume he's using like Google Maps. This shouldn't be an issue. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh yeah. calls me, Dave, Dave, you, think you, you, think you don't have time to sit down and eat breakfast. I'm like, dude, we just got to Dunkin' Donuts. I said, and we're oh, at the wrong one, and we're like twenty I, minutes I, I, away. I, oh my! My heart <laughs> sank when I realized that. I'm like, dude, just why, why? And then it was the worst Dunkin' Donuts ever. They didn't do. They didn't have. They only had one. Oh, yeah, they messed up plane. the order as well. <laughs> they didn't do any frozen coffees. They didn't. Poor Liam donuts. didn't have anything. Uh, You're just gonna need a, a feeding tube, Corey, from now on. Whenever you come to these events, the feeding. Well, yeah. Or I could yeah. Corey like, gets four crackers in a slice of cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat like I'll, I'll eat like uh like a crumb off the ground. I'm gonna pack you a school lunch to take with you when you're driving. No, I'll have, I'll jelly have lunch, sandwich. I'll have lunchables on the bench. There you go. Don't forget a sippy cap. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we have uh we have some awesome guests coming up too. Um, and I mean we have some awesome events coming up. Uh, do you want to talk about the events, Drew, or you kind of want to save that for the next episode? Well, we can save it for the next episode, but we do have some some events coming up through national events and uh, some dented puck events and some other regional stuff going on. So I think this is going to be a jam-packed season coming up. Um, like we said, we've got some really good guests coming on, um, and I think it's just going to be good to get back into gear and start doing more of this again. Um, we've gotten some requests yeah. from from our friends in the community for when is it coming back. So here we are. Uh, yeah. As always, our first one is a little bit disjointed, but we'll be better as we move on through the season. Um, but yeah, uh, 
And but before we leave, uh, one of the programs that the foundation's been working with is a, a program called Raise Right. Um, it's gift card fundraising. Uh, they do they do bonuses, uh, and the charity will get whatever percentage you buy it at is the percent of your purchase that will go back to the charity. Uh, we will make sure the link to join is in this uh, episode's profile. Uh, please do it. Uh, if you are a gift card person, you're just looking for an easy way to help. Uh, it is a small fee on the credit card for you to buy the gift card. Um, but the entire percentage goes back to the charity and blind hockey could definitely use your support. So uh, if you're definitely interested, please feel free to reach out to either Drew or I. Um, Drew at the dentipuck.com or Josh at the dentipuck.com. And we can help you out. If not, through this link, you can easily sign up and every dollar you earn for us, help us out. Thank you. All right. That's going to be it for this episode. Uh, we will be coming back with our first guest in the next one. And our first guest is going to be Mark DeMontes from Canada. So looking forward to getting him on the show and picking his brain a little bit. And uh, we'll see you then.